0: DC Comics News fans, comic book fans Fans of podcasts that talk about comics If you're one or all of those Or maybe even that plus a little bit more You've come to the right place Because you've arrived at the DC Comics News Spinner Rack That rare and once in a lifetime opportunity That happens each and every week An opportunity to take a look back At all the books that have come out from DC Comics this week Just like every week And in the process, pick out the top five It's not an easy task, it's not for the faint or the weak of heart, but that is why we are here to do it. Number 75 was quite a milestone, but without resting too much on our lulls, it's easy for us to look, or at least me, at number 76 and all the great books that have come and are continuing to come our way. Here in episode number 76, I'm starting things off with Far Sector number 8. And I love this great story from N.K. Jemisin and Jamal Campbell. Their writing and art have created such a wonderful sense of consistency in a story that's all about the inconsistency of a new world and a world that has created its own rules, similar to ours in some ways and completely different in others. Now, it's N.K. Jemisin providing the story, Art in Color by Jamal Campbell with letters by Darren Bennett, and the original cover by Jamal Campbell, with a variant by Inyuk Lee. We start off this issue with a bit of a splash bang, what happened, and what's going on. At the end of last issue, Jo had decided that she was going to do something that most Green Lanterns, most uh, visitors, certainly most inhabitants of this world she has been sent to, would choose to do, and that is to dive into a place known as the AtNet, And in there, the At, Artificial Intelligence, reigns supreme. But that is where the killers behind the death of Counselor Averup Thorn have gone, which means that's where our hero, Joe, has also chosen to tread. We get some great Leroy Jenkins moments. We have a lovely quote from George Carlin that because of the ethics of this podcast and the uh, decision we've made about profanity, I cannot requote here. But it is a key word, is the glue that binds us as a nation, says George Carlin. That key word, one you'll have to read for yourself. That's my teaser, no spoiler moment for you. Moving in through the rest of the issue, not only do we get a chance to conceptualize and visualize this really unique idea of a thoroughly advanced artificial intelligence and the environment and then what it's like for a living corporeal form like Joe to go inside and (laughs) somewhat make a mess, but also in the process, thanks to a little help from a friend, and a partner, make an impact, and get her hands on a perpetrator, and get them to start talking. What she discovers, though, is a horrifying reality that shouldn't be possible, and certainly isn't legal, but it is a reality, and it's one that means that those who have died and been in the act of killing up to this point probably weren't in control, and this could have something to do with the emotion suppression that the world that Joe is on chooses to to employ as a method of keeping the populace from reacting, overreacting, or creating the violence that has been so long a part of their history. Perhaps that's one of the many reasons why the name of this place, The City Enduring, provides a little bit more of a challenge, but also an insight into the all into all of the things that we could potentially do to ourselves should we not be able to find a way forward and in the throes of fear and a reaction to violence make a hasty and potentially dangerous decision so now that we've established this much that doesn't mean that there are any real solutions they know what the killers were doing and why they were doing it and they know now one of the methods that were employed but who they are and what their end game is is still hidden and along the way joe is also finding other issues are arising for example her power ring is running out of energy which actually creates a great moment when we see her shift out of her uniform into street clothes. And that transition also makes for a great exchange when she arrives before the council to hear their thoughts and also learn that a new counselor has been installed to replace Avrup Thorne. And this new counselor is raising some of the issues originally brought up at the beginning of this series, which is How can they rely on someone who is so uh, swayed by emotions as the Green Lantern, who's now in their city? But Joe doesn't take well to this umbrage, and she challenges their desire to make her culpable, when in reality she believes that it's their unwillingness to recognize the culpability of their own people that is creating the continued degree of uncertainty, confusion, and obfuscation, which is allowing the murderer to continue, and which is why it seems that the Council is more comfortable directing their efforts at Joe than they are at actually bringing about any sort of resolution, let alone capturing the killer. I love this concept, and I love the way it introduces not only the challenges Joe continues to face, But the challenge is anyone who's trying to do the right thing faces when those who might be in charge are worried about what the results of the right thing might be. They're more worried about the political impact than they are about the truth. I'm always amazed when comics have this ability to showcase for us the world that we live in, the conflicts that we all face, and in the doing so, remind us about the value, much like my early days of science fiction, television, explaining to family or friends how concepts sometimes are so deeply personal when we tell them in our world. But if we show a new world, a different world, a strange world, and then create that same scenario through characters and settings, how we can illustrate conflicts and issues that we are all facing and how we can show through programming, through decisions, through great stories, What it is that's actually possible, and how sometimes a different setting, a different set of characters, and a different environment can make it easier for us to see what's really going on in our own backyard. I love this great 5 out of 5 book. Wonderful way to start things off here. Episode number 76 of the DC Comics News Spinner Rack. And one of the best things about getting that first book locked in, scored is that we get to move on to our next. And my second choice for this week is The Dreaming, Waking Hours, a story titled The Bard and The Bard, Part 3. Now this one is written by G. Willow Wilson, and I've loved her take on this series since she took over. This is her third issue, joined by Nick Robles on Art, Colors by Matt Lopes, Letters by Simon Bolin, and the original cover by Marcio Takara. I love the idea that Shakespeare is such a key component to this story that we're engaged in. Part of it has to do with our main character, or one of our main characters, Lindy, who is trapped in a dream. And in this story, she appears on the stage. To paraphrase the Shakespearean quote, that all the world is a stage and we are all just players, actors, here to play out our moment and then exit. And Lindy takes stage with a lovely heartening and then quieting monologue about how she came to be a pregnant mother and how it is that she's a pregnant mother alone pursuing her PhD and trying to understand why she has allowed herself to take on this course of action. Meanwhile, in New Jersey, we have Ruin and Lindy's baby a story that I recommend going back a couple of episodes of the Spinner Act to catch up on. But essentially, Ruin ended up with Lindy's baby in the real world. And Lindy's stuck in the dream. Which means Ruin had to turn to someone named Joe Fiel, And Joe Fiel had to turn to a friend with a sense of magic. In fact, that's actually how they met. But that's a story you'll have to read in the issue. Not going to cheat or take away from you on that one. This magician, this worker of magic, after telling a little bit about how she and Jophiel first met, chooses to perform a summoning, and my, do we have another Shakespearean tilt when this summoning introduces the one and only Puck, the mischievous impish sprite who appears much less impish and much more malevolent in this appearance. Puck from A Midsummer Night's Dream, challenged by the idea that anyone would dare to take hold or challenge his authority. And in the process, Puck tries to lay out with a great deal of vengeance and violence, and also a stern warning about the future fate of the baby. And then lastly, we get a chance to join Dream, talking with those nightmares that live within a box the same box where Ruin escaped and where Dream's investigation as to how that escape could have occurred has brought to light the many beliefs and understandings of Ruin and also how Ruin will continue to play out a role in the story that we are following. But the great thing for me is the way we wrap back around at the end to Lindy, and we propose a challenge to the situation she's faced in, which is that she's trapped in a dream she can't get out of. She thinks she has an idea, which should spur things forward for issue number four, and hopefully provide us with more about Lindy, the world she's in, and her process of discovery and her goal to try and find a way out. Great 5 out of 5 book. I've loved everything about the Dreaming Waking Hours, and I think this is a great addition. But with my second book out of the way, a 5 out of 5 choice, we have to take our ad break for episode number 76. If you're familiar with the format, this is how it goes. If you're not, this is what we do. So we have an opportunity to catch up on all the great things going on here at DC Comics News. And then when we're done, we come back, where I share with you my third, fourth, and fifth choices. Thanks for hanging out. Stay in tune. We'll be right back after these amazing messages. Hi, everyone. I'm here to tell you about the DC Comics News Podcast. Here every week to talk everything DC. Movies, TV, comics, and everything in between. But don't just take my word for it. Here are a couple of our sponsors. Listen to the DC Comics News Podcast. It's audio justice. (laughs) No, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. Regardless, you can catch us on every kind of podcast platform. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, (laughs) Stitcher, and everywhere you find great podcasts. So, um, can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. (laughs) No. Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. First... There was the DC Comics News Podcast. Then came The Spitter Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I Am the Knight. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones. I am the knight. Why hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Buck, a Harley Quinn cast. Three, two, one. Harley Quinn? Harley fucking Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh look, gogur. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up the bat, i nuts. I definitely do not f**k that In need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't f with Lois Lane. For f's sake. I'm a damn good cop. A lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative And now that that ad break is out of the way, happy to rejoin you here for episode number 76 of the DC Comics News Spinner I'm your host, Seth Singleton. We are diving our way through all of the books of this week. And for our third choice, I went with Batman number 100. Gonna be honest, this was a game-time decision. I was a little bit torn between Batman number 100 and Justice League number 54. And yet, somehow, Batman number 100 won out. Now, this is the culmination of a long story that involves the Joker and a little something known as the Joker War. Now, we've got James Titan IV providing the writing with Jorge Jimenez on the art, Tomu Mori on the colors, and Clayton Cowles on the letters. Great original cover by Jorge Jimenez and Tomu Mori, and a great variant cover by Francesco Matina. So the story finds us where Batman is facing off against a lot of horrible things. A twisted version of the Alfred he once knew, Joker wearing a special suit that had been designed for Bruce by Alfred, the Bat family coming together, Oracle taking on her great command post role, and the realization of the villains that things are starting to fall apart. But that doesn't mean it's an easy show all the way around. In fact, Joker is doing what he loves best. Torturing, maligning, maiming, beating, and violently assaulting Batman all along the way. And when it seems as though Batman might be in a tight spot, he gets a hand from an unlikely ally, one who believes that he was dying. When in reality, he claims that he was just stalling for the rest of the Bat-family to arrive. Harley feels like that isn't good enough, and she places a very pressing challenge upon Batman. And in the doing so, she asks him to make a choice. One for the betterment of himself, for Gotham, and for all of them, including the Joker. How does that wrap up? A great thing about a great story is you can tell a lot of the great elements and yet not give away the best parts. The art is stunning, from the the burning, the looting, the treachery, the loss, the heartache, to the hope and the joy and the resilience. The delightful art, the pencils, the shading, the colors, they all make every moment feel so alive. And in that process, the heartache, the triumph, the tribulations, the, the struggles, all feel that more richer, which means all of the wonderful parts that come after feel all that much more rewarding. Along the way, there is a hint that greater darkness is coming, that there is a war ahead, that Batman is reminded by something extremely telling. And it's a quote that I love The idea that a fight with the Joker is a fight against death itself and that fighting is living, continuing on. There's more coming and in the final page there is a hint of a nemesis waiting in the wings, preparing to strike. And, even though this was issue number 100, apparently number 101, will be starting out with another conflict and another trial. For Batman to overcome. I thought this was a great five out of five book. I have issues sometimes with milestones. I struggle to understand what they are trying to accomplish with the resolution and then also how they can give us that sense of pause before requiring us to move forward as stories always do. This really caught my attention because it did so many wonderful things while providing a resolution to the Joker War, not providing a final resolution to all of the things that we've come to know to be the dangers of the Joker, and then with that, the hints and suggestions of new threats soon to be arising. That's my 5 out of 5 review for Batman number 100, my third choice, which means it's time for us to move on to my fourth and fifth. Now of course it's October, which means that it wouldn't be appropriate to talk about some of the great books available without looking at some of the horrors that come our way as we get closer to October 31st, All Hallows' Eve, Halloween, however you choose to phrase it. Which is why for this fourth book, I've gone with American Vampire, 1976, number one, we pick up with the story of Skinner Sweet who's taken on something of an evil Knievel role. And if you'd like a little more in-depth insight, I highly recommend checking out the DC Comics News Podcast Network's one-on-one interview with the amazing Scott Snyder, the writer behind this wonderful title. Now, Scott Snyder's story is joined by the accomplished efforts and art of Raphael Albuquerque with the art and cover all in his hands, colors by Dave McCaig, letters by Steve Wands, and a great variant cover by Dustin Wynn. Not gonna lie, I have that cover. I loved it, it's gorgeous. I will encourage, if you haven't yet, be prepared for the fact that this story is picking up after the many, many arcs of the original American Vampire. Skinner Sweet is that original, american vampire and this story starts off with him as the evil knievel who doesn't really seem to care but that doesn't mean that there aren't others who do care and who believe that he should care now the story shifts away because we have other characters to introduce in this first issue whether it's travis kidd again if you've been following along you might know who this character is as well as the well Agent Poole, letting us know about one of the many serial killers out there in the 70s, this one known as the Peeling Man, and the dangers he is taking on. Now, we travel along to find Skinner Sweet in some trouble, and at the mercy of those who, well, we're not going to say they love him, but he knows their names, people like Pearl Jones, who drags Skinner into their machinations. Again, loving that word. Maybe I'll try and make sure it always gets featured in at least one episode. But there are still surprises remaining. And one of them has to do with the fact that for what's coming next, Skinner is going to need a partner. Who's that? Well, I'm going to highly encourage you to pick up this issue so you can find out for yourself, not have to read about it in a spoiler or in a review somewhere because this is one of those things what will propel you or that will propel you into issue number two and the rest of this amazing series and along the way if you're curious you can of course always journey back between issues find those old previous not so old actually but previous issues of American Vampire and learn where the story all began and what brought us To the point we're at now. My fourth pick, a great 5 out of 5 selection for episode number 76, the DC Comics News Spinner Rack. That means we have only one more book to go. Now for that fifth and final book, it's really easy for me to recommend Legend of the Swamp Thing, Halloween Spectacular number one. This is one of those great collections that even shouts from the cover, six tales rooted in terror. We've got At the Heart of Trees by Ram V. We've got No Sign of the Enemy by Julian Little. Ring of Stones by Philip Kennedy Johnson. Age of Discovery by James Tynan IV. Sleeping Giant by Vida Ayala. And At the Heart of Man, also by Ram V. What a great collection of stories. What wonderful art to go with them. If I could read off every person's name... I would probably get to the end of this podcast and still feel like I have 30 minutes left to tell you about the story. What I can say is, much like other collections that I get the chance to feature here on the Spinner Rack, I usually take a point, or make a point, of taking a look at the first story and then leaving the rest of it as a mystery and wonder for you. There's six stories. I'm not going to cover each story. What I will let you know is that the first one, At the Heart of Trees by Ram V, Features lovely art by Mike Perkins, colors by Andy Troy, letters by Aditya Bidikar, and a really just great story about what happens when we get a glimpse into the world that Swamp Thing is known, the others that he meets, and the goals that they all desire. What we find actually is this great connection that ties back to the many lives we've all lived, those we have known, those we have cared for, and the challenge that we might all face with whether or not we can be responsible for every life if they are all there for us to save, how many are our responsibilities. I can only imagine that for creatures with a sense of time that is so different from ours, like Swamp Thing, how the perspective might be different from one form of thinking and yet because of that, we might also find that all of that perspective really brings us back to many of the same decisions that we might have made or considered from our own. Really lovely stuff throughout. Uh, This is one of those great books where when you pick it up, you've got so many stories to enjoy inside, you feel like you're the one who's getting the deal. And I love a great collection like that. Not only that, but keep in mind the fact that right before Halloween, this is a great, wonderful, spectacular that can be read and reread. I love these holiday books. I've been quite the fan. Reason why you'll see them quite often here on the spinner rack, and why I'm happy to go ahead and make my fifth and final choice for this week Legend of the Swamp Thing Halloween Spectacular, number one. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm already eyeing all that Halloween candy. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up and see what's out there for me to snack on. But before I do, a couple of things I'd love to remind you of. One, we'd love to hear what you're thinking here at DC Comics News. And if any one of the issues I mentioned on this episode, if any of the episodes you've listened to at the DC Comics News Spinner Rack have left you with questions, That only I can answer, or that at least, even if I can't answer, you can shout at me and then put them on me to turn it around to the rest of the group and try and figure out something for you. Or if you just want to let me know how great we are, how bad we are, anything else along the way, all you have to do is find us on your favorite social media platforms, whether it's, well, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, anything like that. Use the at symbol in DC Comics News. That's the at symbol. Capital D, capital C, capital C, -C O-M-I-C-S, capital N-E-W-S. When you do, that'll let everybody here at the home office at DC Comics News know what you're thinking, what you're thinking about, and what you want us to maybe answer back with. Of course, you can also make sure to keep up with all of the great content coming your way. We always want to hear your thoughts and comments, and of course we want to make sure you know of all the great things that we're doing for you here on DC Comics News. When you subscribe to this podcast network, you make sure that your feed gets all of the best, the newest, the freshest from the DC Comics News Podcast Network, whether it's new episodes of the DC Comics News Spinner Rack, hosted by yours truly, or the weekly News Insight Podcast that provides you all the great, new bits of information about television, streaming, movies, comics, and more, and original programming, like Mad Love, a Harley Quinn cast that takes a very, well, not quite, but almost raunchy look at the very raunchy series from DC Universe, as well as I Am The Night, an episode-by-episode breakdown of Batman The Animated Series. We've got more shows coming your way, like Fullicky Fashions and Tropesville, and to make sure you never miss out, subscribe now to the DC Comics News Podcast Network on whatever platform you're listening to. We're on all the big ones that I can say easily off the top of my head, like Google, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, Apple, and so many more, but we're also on all those ones you might love as well. But no matter what, whatever platform you're listening to, when you subscribe to DC Comics News Podcast Network, you make sure we're always telling you all the great things going on here at DC Comics News and from DC Comics. Can't wait to hear your thoughts, your comments. I've been your host, Seth Singleton. Yeah, if you want to find me out there, you can go ahead and dig around. I'm on Twitter as one more singleton, Seth the writer on Instagram, or just type my name, Seth Singleton, and the word story into a search engine. Let me know how you find me. Let me know anything else you would like to share or want me to care about. And I'd love to answer back and have a great conversation. With that, episode number 76 has come to a close and our final thought here at DC Comics News is to remember that great thing we can always do. Read more comics. Thanks so much. See you next time. (laughs) Thank <laughs>